of Shabbos parashas told us. I love these parashas. We have Yaakov, we have Esau, we have like these are the legendary stories that are encrypted. They're 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 the Torah, so they're infinitely deep. They're not just stories, but they're also stories. So. Anyway, what happens in this week's parasha of Yaakov and Esav? What is the difference? If I were to ask you, what's the difference between Yaakov and Esav? What would you say? Good, bad, uh, evil, wonderful, Tamachacham. What's the key difference? What's the Nakuda that differentiates, that made it, that Esav became Esav and Yaakov became Esav? So we gladly mentioned actually that when Esav came home, it says he was oh yeah, he was tired and he asks Yaakov, do me a favor, pour all that red stuff in my mouth. Right, the contents made no difference. Um, Rashi says that that day he was over on the Gimel of Eris Chamuras. So the Glaston says, like, who says? Like, where, where did Rashi get that from? The answer is that Yisuf was tired. And the results of Yish, of giving up, of dropping out, is Ra. Yaakov, on the other hand, the Ramban says next week's parasha, he shows up at the Be'er after a long trip and he pops off the giant stone. The shepherds, these ruffians couldn't do it because and yeah, he was tired from the trip. The Ramban says, you got Koyach from connecting to Hashem. Disconnecting from Hashem leaves a person Oyev That's what happened with Amalek. Right? Okay, anyway, so, um, if an elephant over here in the mirror t- says a word, he says that the difference between Yaakov and Esav is that uh, the Torah describes them, it tells us who they are. So how does the Torah explain it to us? It says Yaakov is an Ishtom Yeshvaholim. Yaakov is a tent man. Esav, who is Esav? I'll tell you who Esav is. Esav is a field man. Esav that. It's like, look, there are better ways of explaining someone. You know, you want to tell someone uh, on a Shidduch resume, you want to describe who they are. You don't, you don't tell them what block they live on. What kind of a person is he? What kind of a person is she? Why is the Torah explaining us the mahus of these people based on their where they hang out? He's in the tent. He's in the field. Okay. How does, how does that define who they are? And the part is that that was what defined them. Even when Yaakov was out on the field. Even when Esau was in the tent. Even when Esau was sitting in Shir, he was in the field. And even when, when Yaakov was out, I don't know what, what Yaakov did when he wasn't learning, but he was still the base Madrish. His godless wasn't that he learned 24-7. His daughter testifies that he, he didn't. He had a normal day. But whatever he was doing in his normal day, there was terror going on up here. In fact, the Briskarov says that the Bershom gave him a matana. Hashem gave me an attic, he said. What's this attic? He says, my attic is that I have two stories in my brain. And no matter what I'm doing in my lower level, in the first floor of my brain, there's terror going on upstairs. It's a, it's, I mean, it's a brisker brain. Uh, but the word is that we should, be able to be, we should be able to be who we want to be. We should be able to be in the base measures. We should want to be in our Tehillim. We should want to be doing Avedis Hashem, even when we have to do something that's not obviously Avedis Hashem. And if we keep our mind in the right place, then we're going to be an Ishtam Yeshav Ha'alim no matter what we do. There's a Maisa Shahaya. Recently there was a, a class trip from Bnei Brak to a water park. 
right? what Pesach Kron says over the story. And they showed up at this water park, and there's two big buses of the whole cheder loaded up, and they're all excited, and they have their, 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 their bathing suits in their backpack, and they show up at the, at the park, and they were told to be there at 10 a.m., because they have to pack out by whatever, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, when there's a, a girls' group coming in. They showed up exactly at 10 o'clock, and they look outside, and there's a whole chevra of a whole Beisakov is already piling in, all the girls are already there. So they already said, hang on, guys, I have to go see what's happening. And he goes to the office and he said, well, what's going on over here? We came at 10, we came at 10, and they said, I'm sorry. And they looked around and we figured that there were two people who were in charge of bookings, and they didn't coordinate, and one of them booked. For the boys at 10 a.m., the, one, the, one, the other one booked for the girls at 10 a.m. The girls are ready in the park. So I guess they had Kadima in that regard. They were both legally, you know, halakhically, they were both had, had that time. So what are you supposed to do? Everybody said, okay, we'll have to come back. I'm not going to tell us to the boys. He comes onto the bus and he says, Khevra, grabs the mic, says, I have terrible news for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was Mamash Kinnis over there. And for these kids, they were looking forward to the strip forever. And now, that's it. In a second, we're going back to Yeshiva. Ah, nothing against Yeshiva, but like it's not a water park, you know? It's a different experience. So, um, it, was a, it, was, it was a little a little tumultuous over there. Anyway, at one point, an eighth grade kid comes over to the Rebbe and says, Can I use the mic? <laughs> He's like, Look, what do you have in mind? He's like, Trust me, give me the mic. He's like, Trust you, okay? It can't get worse, you know? He gives the kid the mic, and the kid says, Hebra, do you know what we just did? We just made a kid the Shashem. You know why? We didn't go into the office and start yelling and screaming. We didn't get off the bus. We listened, we stayed on the bus, and we accepted it. And this is what Hashem wants from us. He says, Hebra, let's sing. Let's sing for the chance that we just had to make a Kiddush Hashem. And they start singing. And they sing, and they're so excited. And the place is popping and popping. And the Rebbe says, yeah, you can have the mic back whenever you want. It's a political thing. Like, where do you get this? And he pulls back up into Yeshiva. And the whole bus is, is dancing and singing. And now I was trying to figure out what just happened. Like, they were supposed to be in the water park. And he asked the Rebbe, well, what's going on? He says, we got canceled. There was a, a miscommunication. So why are they dancing? He said, I have to tell you, it was the wildest thing. One of the kids got up, a little eighth grade boy, and he gave up this whole riling, sprawling speech about how he made a Kiddush Hashem, and the guys are mamish pumped that they made a Kiddush Hashem today. It's like, yeah. Okay, so let's go deal with the second bus. Second bus pulls out, and they're dancing and singing. Now the first Rebbe goes on to this bus, and he goes to the Rebbe who's running, this is for the younger kids, and he says, what, what's happening here? And he said, I'm telling you, I told him we couldn't go in, and it was Sakavaifer. It was terrible. And then this one fifth grader gets up, and he says, Rebbe, can I use the mic? I mean, he's a little fifth grader, I'm not gonna like, I thought, hey, it can't get any worse. So I gave him the mic, he grabs it, and he says, Chavra, you know what we did today? We made a Kiddush Hashem, we didn't go in there, we didn't, we didn't riot, we didn't yell at our band, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't make a big deal about it, we, we accepted a behalf of Ratzon, and you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna sing, we're gonna dance. And they're all dancing and singing. And he's like, me too. Who's this kid? Turns out they're brothers. Okay. Eighth grader and fifth grader, two brothers in the same class. 
and the principal is here, is just like watching this go down. It's like this is nuts. This is not normal like fifth grade activity. So he calls up the father of these kids, and he says, "What are you doing with your kids? Like this is an amazing, amazing story. Like what's what's going on?" So he says, "Says I, I, look, I'm I don't think I'm a big mechanic or anything, but I'll tell you what happened recently. My wife was out with the kids, and they went on a little to you little trip." And they brought along these ice pops. And as they're about to open up the ice pops, and my wife looked at it and saw that this wasn't an extra that we rely on. Now that's not kosher or anything. Like, where were they? They were Machmer Bnei Brak. Bnei Brak, they keep the world standing. So uh, they have the highest extra. So he looks at me. She said, Kindle, I'm sorry. I'm going to ask you to go home. And when we get home, you can raid the fridge. R fridge, raided the freezer. You can have any cake, cookies, and ice cream we have at home, but let's not eat these, okay? And the kid said, "Okay, mommy, say it." And they went home, and Taka, they got a little ice cream out of the fridge, and that's what they had. Anyway, the father comes home and says, "Why is why why, why is the freezer open? Why are the tubs of ice cream out?" And she told she she told him what happened, and he said, "That's amazing." Called over his kids. He said, guys, look, what you just did today was a massive Kedosh Hashem. Massive Kedosh Hashem. You had ice, you had ices in your hands and you didn't eat it. That's nuts for a fifth grader, for an eighth grader. Do me a favor. Give, give, him, give, him, give him a couple of shackles. Now go to the store, go buy yourself something nice. Go buy some more ices. Go buy some more ice cream. And while they were out shopping, he said, me and my wife, we set up the table like a Shabbos table. And we made a whole feast. And when they came home, they were, they were a little confused. And we explained to them, we said, do you know what a Kedosh Hashem is? Hey, I We started singing and dancing and singing and dancing for like an hour, and it was it was like it was like they just did the most incredible thing in the entire world. Cause that's what a kedusha Hashem is. In fact, uh, a couple of days later, someone came over and she brought some ice pops, and the kids uh, uh, went went over to their mother and said, "Mommy, is this kosher or is this an Ashrenu ice pop?" Right? That, that's how they look at it now. Is this a kedusha Hashem or is this or is this or is this something we can eat? But the bar was that they were able to. They built up their pride in making the system so much that no matter where they were, they were pumped to make a Kiddush Hashem, they were Yidin and they were proud to be Yidin and they were, they, they brought that with them no matter where they were. And when you go to Atil, sometimes you see guys when in the yeshiva, they're one person and now they're like, going on vacation, now it's summertime, now it's been its matter now, and they're, to be able to lock into who you are and carry that with you even when you're not sitting in the oil. But to be an Ishtam Yeshua even when you're in the Sadeh, that's the Godless, and that's what we got from being Bnei Yisrael, from being Bnei Yaakov. To, to self-understanding and to carry the Shem Shemayim with us wherever we go. Ciao!